Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is Global Impact Visionary Leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. And I appreciate you tuning in every week, whether you're listening live every Tuesday at nine, or whether you're listening to the replay on the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. I appreciate your energy. I appreciate you saying yes to hear the messages that are coming through me that I'm, I'm honored to channel these divinely guided and timely messages for humanity right now. I know many people are struggling to find their way. Many people are struggling with resistance and density and heaviness and all the kind of darker emotions that maybe they haven't released in the past. They're all coming up to the surface for healing, not only our own, but we're seeing it in everybody else. And it's a, it's a, a big time, a big shift of awakening right now. And there's a big global call. And at the same time, Many people are struggling to navigate it. So my intention each week is to share messages that come through and to just sprinkle as much wisdom and insight and guidance I can in the time we have together and see, see where it lands. Take what resonates and go from there. Take the pieces, the gems, the little nuggets that you know are meant for you and take those into your heart and then integrate and use them. As, as simple as some of these tools sound, they're actually very, they have very profound of, uh, impact, not just on our lives, but in the lives of others as well. When we look at life by divine, for me, life by divine is about really honoring the divinity within each of us and allowing ourselves to not only embrace our humanness, to be here in these human bodies and animating these earth suits and having our voice and sharing our message and singing that song and writing that book and whatever it is that you're feeling inspired to do, being the mother, being, being that loving presence for others, whatever it is, everybody's role is essential. Yes, even yours, no matter how big or small it is, your role is essential and we're all contributing to the healing of the whole, whether we realize it or not. Now, the beautiful thing about this time is that it's a great big shift that's happening. And yes, the shift is hitting the fan and yes, it's challenging. And yes, there's a lot of dark density rising to the surface to be expressed and healed and released. Not only is Mother Earth discharging a lot, but us individually. And then collectively, there's a collective energy that's rising for all the women, collective energy that's rising for men, and collective energy rising up for different cultures and different countries. All of it is leading to something. It's leading to a great awakening. Anybody who's resisting that is going to experience more pain and suffering. My intention each week is to share messages and tools that will help you 
navigate your path and navigate this awakening that's happening at this time. Because on a surface level, on a human level, when we look around as a human being with our human eyes, it looks messy. And in some ways it looks ugly. It's like, you know, when you're organizing your house and you have to kind of go through a closet and you pull everything out and it just is like one big heaping mess before you can actually organize and put it all back where it's meant to be and clear out what is no longer serving and give away what you're meant to give away. It's a process. And in the process of organizing, it actually gets messy. There's a big reorganization going around, going on right now on the planet. A vibrational reorganization, an emotional reorganization, a mental reorganization. On every level, a soul level reorganization. And as human beings having this human experience, it's challenging to watch. But when you have a global perspective, when you actually see from that grand perspective, the divine perspective, it's being beautifully orchestrated for all of us. It doesn't always make sense, but it's all necessary. Some people need to hit rock bottom. Some people need to hit that brick wall and, and fall on their back before they can actually get up and realize that they need to change. It's an interesting thing about change. What I've discovered is I adapt well to change. I've learned to adapt to change. The world is constantly changing, constantly evolving. All of us are. And we've been taught to resist it. We've been programmed to resist it. But, and people say, I don't like change. And it, but I, I understand it. I hear them. But on a soul level, on a really deep heart level, people are hungry for change. We are hungry right now. Humanity is hungry for change. And at the same time, most people are terrified of it. So what do we do? How do we overcome that terror? How do we overcome that fear? How do we shift that programming in our minds and in, in our bodies? We start with being aware. We start with practicing present moment awareness. But the, the tool I'm going to share today can actually go beyond just the mind. So we've talked about thoughts. we talked about those things in different episodes. Today, I want to talk about energy and more specifically, vibrational frequency. So today, we're going to talk about 11 natural ways. I'm going to share 11. There's more, but 11 came in when I was asking for guidance what to share with you today. 11 natural ways to raise your vibrational frequency. Everything and everyone on this planet and beyond has a vibrational frequency. Some things and some people will vibrate at a lower level of frequency, while others will vibrate at a higher level of frequency. But everything is energy. And everything, like even a chair, even though it looks solid, if you actually get the strongest microscope in the whole entire world and zoom in on it, you'll see the energy moving and there'll be space between those particles that are moving. But on, from our perspective, when we zoom out, something that looks solid appears solid, but it's actually energy and it has a frequency. So a chair has a frequency, a bed has a frequency. 
frequency. A window has a frequency. A person has a frequency. Another person has a frequency. When we look at the vibrational frequency and we set an intention to raise our vibrational frequency, we can actually have a really powerful impact and influence on our life, but also the lives of everyone. We can actually have a global impact. So the more people that get into alignment with the vibrational frequency of love, let's say, because love has a very specific vibrational frequency, and so does fear, when we shift from a vibrational frequency that's in alignment with fear into love, we actually raise our vibrational frequency. And just our presence in that higher vibrational frequency has the potential to impact many people, thousands and thousands of people, even without our knowledge, even without our intention. Think of it as like a tuning fork. When you have a, a tuning fork or a tuning instrument, it, it's like it has that frequency, that sound. When we can actually attune to the frequency of love, we, have, we will have a greater impact on our lives, but also the lives of people that are around us, directly and indirectly. That's the beautiful thing. Now, people are getting so caught up in focusing on their thoughts and their beliefs that they're missing an essential piece of the puzzle to really shift the energy and the vibrational frequency from fear to love. So you can have a conversation with yourself in your head. You can have a conversation with many people and talk about love, explain love, explore love, research love, do your best to experience love, but still be disconnected and in a lower vibrational frequency. So it's not about just the words. It's not about just the thoughts and beliefs. It's about the feeling and the energy behind what you're saying or not saying. We can shift our vibrational frequency from fear to love with intention. But if there's something that's blocking us or holding us back, some unexpressed emotion, some leftover density from a trauma through childhood, or a belief or a, an idea that you don't deserve or that you're unworthy. These things can become dense blocks in the physical body and the energy body and the spiritual body. And as well, it can impact emotional and mental work. So we need to look at clearing our vibrational density. So, if we look at an emotional scale, and I don't want you to, to look at the scale and judge that, that one emotion is better than another. We, we don't want to be in judgment because judgment is of the ego, which I talk a lot about in my new book, The Evolution of the Ego. The ego loves to judge. We are either judging in every moment, which is ego, or we're observing. So take a moment to be curious, step back and place those judgments aside, and just open your mind to experience what I'm saying from a place of observation. And as you're in that space of observation, you open the mind because it's a, in a curious mindset. You have an open mind and a curious heart and allow the message to come in. When we look at the emotional scale, and I'm going to teach it in the way of like there's a lower scale and a higher scale, but again, it's not one is better than the other. It just is. It's just how it is. When we look at the lower 
emotions on the scale, like fear, helplessness, hopelessness, they are denser and lower on the vibrational scale. So the lower they are, the denser they are, the tighter they are, the more stuck it is, the more mm, wrapped up it is and tangled up it is. In that kind of tangled density, it becomes when we place that kind of where wherever that is placed in the physical body or in the energy body, it becomes a block. So energy naturally wishes to move. That's just its natural. It, it, energy is is motion. There's always motion in energy, and everything's made up of energy. Our thoughts are made up of energy. Our body, everything that we look and see around us is all energy. So as energy beings. We can have dense energy placed somewhere in us, stuck somewhere in us, that ends up creating a block in our vibrational field. These blocks, if they are become accumulating and, and bigger, can cause different diseases and illnesses. And also different behaviors and different emotional states and and it will impact every aspect of us physically mentally emotionally spiritually and energetically the key is to find out where it's rooted so it may be impacting our physical body but to try and clear a tight muscle in a hip isn't necessarily enough if you don't look at what the density is that's that's being held there so it could be a past trauma it could be uh, resentment, unresolved resentment, it could be anger, it could be a, a deep shame or embarrassment. There's a lot of different things it can be and what it is for one person may not be for another. So when we tune into vibrational frequency, we can actually begin to raise it. There's some things we can do to help raise our vibrational frequency. And as we raise it, we'll start to feel the contrast. So let's say we start working on raising our vibrational frequency and all of a sudden the contrast in our hip or in a certain area of the body becomes more obvious. The density becomes more obvious. And then sometimes we need a little bit of support clearing that. So you may end up being inspired to, to, to meet a healer and work with somebody one-on-one -on -one or work in a group setting to help clear that area, those blind spots. Sometimes you can do that on your own, but some of our old wounds need witnesses. Some of our old trauma needs some loves, loving support and a, and a beautiful guide and presence that can come in in a non-judgmental space and walk you through that, that past trauma, that past pain, and allow you to express and move those emotions. So when we look at the emotional scale, those lower, denser emotions are essential to us reaching those higher emotions we have to go through those lower emotions on the emotional scale to reach the higher feeling good emotions like love and even hope and it, it doesn't have to be right at that level of love it's like even contentment and hope and and those kinds of emotions are higher up on the emotional scale they are they have a higher frequency and more of an expanded feeling to them there there's more space in those emotions. The challenge is with the emotions that are on the lower vibration, like fear and helplessness and hopelessness, is 
we actually need to move up through some of those other emotions that are a little bit higher in frequency, but we judge a lot and we end up going and falling back down on the emotional scale. So for example, there's a lot of people in helplessness and hopelessness and fear. And in order to move up the emotional scale, we need to go through revenge, anger, and resentment. If you don't allow yourself to move through, through those layers, so if someone's stuck in grief and they don't actually go through that anger phase, and it could be a blip, it could be a quick little blip and they're through the anger and it's done, or it could be more of a process and it takes a little bit more time to move through the anger, it's essential that we allow whatever emotions to move and to rise up and to be expressed. So emotions are energy in motion, and emotions have a frequency. And there's a way you can actually use your emotions to raise your vibrational frequency. You can use the emotions intentionally, which is part of what I'm talking about here on using, in using the emotional scale. So I want to dump, jump into 11 natural ways to raise your vibrational frequency. Some I'm going to go a little bit more into and some I'm just going to touch on, but I'm going to share as much as I can in the time we have together. When we focus on raising our vibrational frequency on purpose, we actually are able to have these big healing shifts. And in those big healing shifts, we actually will naturally raise our vibrational frequency. So it's one of those things. It's like you do it on purpose and then it just happens. And then you do it on purpose and then it just happens naturally. So there are some things you can focus on that will help you raise your vibrational frequency. And let me just share some of them with you. The very first one I wrote down is be present. Present moment awareness, being fully present, as present as you can with this moment right here and now is your greatest gift. The greatest gift you could give yourself and the greatest gift you can give everyone else. When we are fully present, we are open to whatever guidance, whatever insight, whatever our heart is, is whispering to us. Spirit is our teacher of love and ego is our teacher of fear. Spirit can only work in the present moment. If we're caught up in worry about the future or regret about the past, that's the domain of the ego, past and and future we can't hear our inner spirit we can't listen to our heart we can't let the divine lead us we can't live life by divine because we're caught up in what happened or what may or may not happen and that's the domain of the ego it keeps us away from the present moment it keeps us swirling in worry and regret and fear, anxiety, whatever it can do, it uses our emotions, it uses those denser emotions, those lower vibrational frequencies to keep us running on a hamster wheel or worrying or in fear. When we are fully present, it's an opening to see, feel, sense, and know what we're meant to experience in that moment. Not only is it an opportunity for you to say yes to healing, because as you're fully present, instead of worrying about the anxiety about the future, stop and, and ask. I, this is one of the mantras I use a lot is I do not know what the future holds. I only know what this moment holds. And in this moment, I feel. So the ego would be projecting your anxiety out into the future. 
And I'm asking you to bring your present moment awareness, that light of awareness into how you feel anxious right now. You're not actually anxious about the future. You're feeling anxiety in this moment here and now. Feel it fully. So be present to it. When we're present, we can be aware of our thoughts. We can be aware of our feelings, emotions. We can be aware of our physical symptoms. We can suddenly become aware of what's happening around us, how other people are doing or not doing. There's, there's a real potential. There's so many gifts to available to unwrap in the present moment. And being present is a state of being, but it doesn't mean that we're not doing stuff. So we can be present while doing, so that I call that being in the doing. When we're being in the doing, we are present and taking inspired action. When you're living life by default, there's a little bit of a, a guidance and then a following. So you hear something and then you follow. You get a sense of something, then you follow. When you're living life by divine, there's just this beautiful flow or force that works through you and it's the synergy and there's no gap between listening and the inspired action. There's just a being in the doing. There's a deep presence and a deep knowing and allowing the divine to work through you as you, for you and for everyone. Being present is such a gift. That's why they call it the present moment. It's a beautiful a gift, ready, ready to be unwrapped. And if we can unwrap it with great anticipation of what the present moment holds, we can actually feel the gift that the present moment actually is. So number one, be present. Number two is nature. Nature has a powerful impact on all of us. When you look at the four elements, the fire, wind, air, and earth, I use those four elements a lot, particularly now that I'm back down here in Turks and Caicos, it's much easier because I can actually get my feet, bare feet on the sand. Uh, in Vancouver, it's cold, and apparently there was some snow just after I left, so I can't put my feet on the earth, so earthing is not not an option for me up there so much. So down here, it's really easy for me to be in touch with those four elements and, and work with them intentionally. Nature always brought an experience of oneness and connection for me. It doesn't do that for everybody. Like they don't have that natural kind of feeling or draw to nature. But if you notice, if you go and sit in nature, even if you don't have a, a, an inkling to do it, it does kind of shift things for you. It does shift our energy because Nature has a beautiful frequency and all of nature is actually working in synergy. It's working together in harmony. There's a beautiful frequency of harmony. And it's, it's, it's when we use it intentionally, we can actually use nature to ground us, to help us feel connected and what I call experiencing oneness or living oneness. Number three is feel your emotions. I've talked about emotions. I talked about the emotional scale. The important piece I need you to hear is feel your emotions. Please feel your emotions. They're meant to be felt. They are meant to be expressed. They are energy in motion, but they need an outlet. So if you want, if you have 
uncried tears, unexpressed grief and sadness. You can't bypass that. You can't pretend. You can't. You can, but it's it's painful to try and shove it down. We've done that. It doesn't work anymore. What used to work doesn't work anymore. That's because the vibrational frequency globally is rising and it's forcing all the dense energy up and out. And you can't bury your emotions like you used to. The 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 planet doesn't support that anymore. The global energy doesn't support that anymore. It doesn't. It's not allowing that anymore because we are all being rised up. We're all rising up to a higher frequency. That's the calling. Whether we're going to answer it or not, whether we say yes or not, it's happening. And that's where that density that people have felt for so long that they haven't moved, if they haven't looked at it, it, for some people, it's coming up all together all at once and it's overwhelming and kind of breaking people apart. And for other people, it's coming up in, in, in stages and layers and it feels relentless. And for others who have done a lot of work, and I've been doing this work for, for about two decades now on purpose, and I'm able to actually move the density really quickly. So I don't have a lot of leftover density. So I'm able to actually walk others through their density now. And I'm able to walk other people through their heavy trauma and emotions and leftovers because I've done the work myself. So the clearer the channel we become, the clearer the channel we can be for other people as well. But feeling your emotions, people have judgments about our emotions. People are uncomfortable with tears. Other people are sometimes, you know, maybe you are for your own tears you don't have to go out and cry in public, you know, pick a sad movie and just let yourself cry by yourself. Find someone that can hold you and, and hold space for you to have those emotions. If you need a witness, there's different ways we can do it. Journal and get into some of those. I feel angry because like, just go into it. The challenge with emotions is especially with the anger, resentment and revenge is Everybody tends to skip those or judge those as unhealthy or they don't like those thoughts, so they deny them, and then they end up back down the lower emotional scale. In order to move through those layers of density, you need to express them in some way. And it doesn't, you don't have to go out and be violent. It's not about that. But if you're having violent thoughts, just let those thoughts be. Give them some space to, to be expressed. And maybe it's just to yourself, or maybe it's in a journal and then you burn it. But give those thoughts some space to be expressed because what they are are dense vibrational frequency, dense energy that needs an expression. It needs a release. And again, I'm, I'm saying you can do this on your own. You don't have to go out and publicly declare your anger. You don't even have to talk to the person necessarily that you're angry with, but you do need to express it and find a way. There's a procedure, uh, a practice that I do called the Vesuvius, where I actually work with my clients in person and I help them punch it out. So we use bolsters and pillows and mattresses or whatever they need to punch and, and kick and, and get, get the emotions out. So sometimes there's a physical expression needed. That's where when I used to teach kickboxing and, and that was very effective because I could have my clients punch the punching bag and the kick, kick shield and the, the pads and the gloves. There is sometimes a physical expression of the energy needed 
and other times it's just a verbal expression. Sometimes you just need to swear and curse and, and that's what I call the expression sessions. When we give ourselves permission in a space that's safe to really let those hidden thoughts, those hidden beliefs, those hidden emotions up and released for expression, we free ourselves from them and we move density. We move that frequency and raise that vibration. So the lower vibrational dense emotions need a space to be expressed. And one way to do that, well, there's many ways to do that, but just first give yourself permission to feel. Please give yourself permission to feel. Even if other people are uncomfortable with your feelings, find a space, find a community, find a place where you can express and be who you are in that moment. No matter how ugly or messy the emotions become, find someone that can hold space for you because it's really, really essential that we clear this emotional density because it is holding all of us back. And particularly our health and our well-being is, is being held back by it. So we're going to take a short break. I, I know we've only got three. I've got a bunch more. So we're going to dive in again after the break. But in the meantime, I want you to just take a moment. The first three are be present, nature, be in nature and feel your emotions. Perhaps as you're listening to the break, you can just pause and feel into some of your emotions. And then when we come back, I'll share the rest of the 11 natural ways you can raise your vibrational energy. We'll be right back. call for all healers, intuitives, empaths, light leaders, visionaries, and conscious souls. We are here to usher in deep healing and profound awakenings to shift our collective consciousness from head to heart, to ignite hearts and unite in love for each other and our planet, to illuminate our path and the path for others. Our heart-led living community is a place to come home and to shine bright as beacons of love from this house of light. Join our Heart Yes movement and experience a sacred healing community of support as you discover how to embody your true Heart Yes, to hear and trust your intuition as you answer the deepest call of your heart. Take Sue's hand and open your heart to receive the support you need to heal self, be the change, and play your part in the healing of the whole of humanity. Join us at heartledliving.com forward slash become a member. Again, Join us at heartledliving.com forward slash become a member. 
Welcome back. I am your host, Suja May, and you're listening to Life by Divine. I've been talking about 11 natural ways to raise your vibrational frequency. And I was talking about how everything is energy and different things that we can do to help raise our vibration. And I started talking about being present, number one, getting out of nature, number two, and feeling your emotions to free yourself from that, that denser emotional density that, that happens when we don't allow ourselves to feel those emotions. And then we're just moving into the other one. So I, again, I, I could talk a lot. I could talk about this topic. There's many topics I feel like I could talk for weeks about. I have so much to share with all of you, but I want to touch on each of them and expand as much as I can in, in our short time together here in the second half of the show. And if you want to kind of dive in more on these things, I, I will share this list on my blog on heartledliving.com. With this episode, I'll share this list as well. So you don't have to copy it down right now. You can just really listen and absorb it. But also, if, if, if this is something you're interested in, there's lots of different ways you can find out more information about it as well. So let's look at number four. Number four is foods. Now, there's, I have a lot to say about foods, but I have to contain it because we only have a 25 minutes or so left. When it comes to food and vibrational frequency, it can be a little bit confusing because one would assume, if I asked you the question, do healthy foods have a higher vibration than unhealthy foods? Chances are you're going to say yes. Healthy foods have a higher vibration. And in some ways that is correct. That is true. And in some ways it's not. So the other piece we have to look at is a, a food that has a higher vibrational frequency for one person may have a lower vibrational frequency for another person. And now I'm going to confuse you a little bit, maybe in a moment for a moment, but I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to bring you back to clarity around it. It's a, it's a process of exploration with food. So there's certain foods that, that my body is just really sensitive to. And if I eat those foods, it actually lowers my vibrational frequency. And there are certain foods that actually I really thrive on. And when I eat those foods, it raises my vibrational frequency. Now, the foods that are closer to nature, fruits and vegetables, tend to have a higher vibrational frequency, yes. The foods that are less processed tend to have a higher vibrational frequency. Yes, that's true. However, if a, an individual is sensitive to that food or if it doesn't work with their constitution, then it may not raise their vibration. It actually may lower their vibrational frequency. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of food is our belief and our thoughts about the food will actually change the vibrational frequency of the food and our experience of having that food. So for example, if someone has no preconceived fear or worry or any kind of experience around something being unhealthy, then it's not going to impact their vibrational frequency on a mental level. But if someone's making a choice to not have food because they're afraid of it, then that in itself will actually lower the, their vibration, their frequency. So 
the food itself has a natural vibrational frequency and our beliefs and thoughts about that food can change the frequency when we eat it. So if you're making a choice to eat healthy because you're afraid to eat unhealthy, that's a choice for fear, actually. That's not a choice for love. You have fear about food and you're making choices around food out of fear. That lowers your vibrational frequency because you're operating from a place of fear. If you were to switch, and all you have to do is switch your mind about it, and this will change. If you, instead of saying, I don't eat those things because they're unhealthy, um, and in some ways the, the, the conversation in the background or the loop in the background is I'm afraid, I don't want to get sick. I don't want it to hurt me. I don't want to, you know, get a disease or I don't want toxins or whatever in my body. That's a choice for fear. So you can still choose not to eat those things, but instead of the story of I'm not eating those things because they're harmful, they're toxic, the, the company's, you know, unethical or whatever it is the story is, let go of that story. It doesn't mean it's not true. Just let go of that story and shift into making a conscious choice for love. I'm choosing to eat this organic apple because it brings me peace, because uh, it's a choice for love, because I feel good about it, because it's a choice for my health. Instead of saying, I'm afraid to eat that non-organic apple or whatever it is, now, if you're not afraid of the organic and non-organic, then this is not a story that's going to impact you. And you could eat a non-organic apple and have no change in your vibrational frequency. But if you're afraid, if you're making a choice in fear, then you're lowering your vibrational frequency. So shift to making a choice because it feels good, because it's the kind thing to do for your body, because that's what your body's asking for, because it, it, it allows me to feel light in my body, whatever it is. Find a positive way to change the story so that you're making food choices that are a choice for love. Now, let's use an example of a chocolate chip cookie for, for a moment. I did this when I did the vibrational frequency around food before. I've talked about this with other people. I gave the example of a chocolate chip cookie. There's chocolate chip cookies on the table. Two people come into a room and one person smells the chocolate chip cookies and is like instantly reminded of their grandmother and how she used to make these fresh baked chocolate chip cookies and like mouth watering and the whole house would smell brilliant, and beautiful. And she just was reminded of her grandmother who's no longer with her, but it just brought her right home into her heart, feeling that warm embrace of her grandmother's love. And then the next person comes in the room and they see the chocolate chip cookies and they feel tempted by them, but afraid of them because they're not supposed to have chocolate and they're not supposed to have flour and gluten and all that kind of stuff. And they're worried, but they really want a chocolate chip cookie. So they feel guilty for wanting the cookie. What is it doing to their vibrational frequency? The cookie that was like reminding that person of their grandmother's love and it felt like a warm embrace, that person's vibrational frequency rose up instantly. Whether they have the cookie or not, they could eat the cookie and it's not gonna change their vibrational frequency. 
the person who has a story about food and had the fear around food or the fear of the cookie, that person's vibrational frequency would lower even without eating the cookie just by their thoughts and beliefs about it. So very powerful. Our minds are very powerful and actually influence our vibrational frequency as well. So it's not just about the food itself. It's about our relationship to that food choice and to that food. Where is that choice coming from? Is it coming from fear or is it coming from love? And the more often you can make that choice from love, then the more you'll, and, and even if you have a cookie and you can do so from a choice of love without guilt, then your vibrational frequency will be maintained or even rise up. So it's not just about the food. And I need you to hear that. So let's shift. Number five is water. When you are well hydrated, your frequency works better. So when you look at, let's look at different examples in the world. The, the water is a, um, it kind of, it acts as a conductor in our body. We're about 80% of water. We're made up of 80% of water in our human bodies. And when we are well hydrated, it is a really good conductor for energy, for neurons, for, for the communication between our systems. Water is really essential, but it also helps improve our intuitive abilities, our ability to tap into our intuitive heart, to hear our intuition, to, to be that intuitive channel for others. Water being hydrated, well hydrated, actually supports us in many, many, many ways. And as well, we'll raise our vibrational frequency because it's actually, it allows our systems to actually work so beautifully. Now water sources, it does make a difference. So there can be distilled water, which is, or processed water or filtered water. And if they take everything out of it and don't put the nutrients back into it, it's kind of like a little bit like, I call it dead water <laughs> because when I taste it, I can, I can taste there's all the, the the ozonated and they take all the nutrients out of it and then they don't actually put all the nutrients back so when I was first down here I was drinking lots of water but I couldn't stay hydrated and it felt like I was drinking just like it it I don't know it tasted like dead water that's all that's the only way I could describe it it had no life in it, it had no nutrients in it no 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 umph to it so I bought these natural drops which puts the, the natural nutrients back into the water. And since I've been doing that, and sometimes I'll put a splash of, of juice, fresh juice or um, a, a slice of orange or something like that, then it brings the water back to life. And when I started doing that, I actually, I'm, I'm better hydrated. I don't get dehydrated down here like I did before. So water can have good qualities as well. And you want to have water that has really good life to it. So chlorine in the water can lower your vibrational frequency. Fluoride in your water can lower your vibrational frequency, particularly if you have a fear around those things, but also if you have a sensitivity around those things. So having filtered water, choosing water that has life in it, adding life to your water by, you know, putting it in a pitcher and adding some mint leaves and, maybe some, some lemon or, or orange, orange slices. Those kinds of things can change your experience of water. 
but the important part is to be hydrated. If you are thirsty, you're already 10% dehydrated. So if you're feeling thirsty, you're already 10% dehydrated. So being well hydrated means you're drinking water even before you're thirsty. And a good way to do that is just have a, a, a certain container that you fill up and say, okay, this is how much I'm going to drink two of these a day or whatever it is to help you stay well hydrated. Now, relationships, number six. Relationships can either lift you up or knock you down. They will raise your vibration or lower your vibration. The relationships I'm talking about can be intimate or friendships or family. It doesn't matter. But looking at all your relationships, some relationships are meant to be challenging. They're meant to challenge you because they're meant to actually poke at leftovers and kind of bring things to the surface. And this is this is a common thing that people experience with children, parents and children, because that type of relationship is actually meant to help us heal all of our unresolved emotional stuff that we didn't clear as a child. So every time one of our children reaches a certain age, anything that's left over at that particular age for us that we didn't heal will come to the surface for us. So they're mirrors for us. And, and those relationships are, are beautiful and challenging at the same time, and they're purposeful. Other relationships, people that maybe take advantage of us or are always like uh, taking, 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 and never really, it's not a reciprocal relationship. Maybe it feels draining. There's certain relationships that you probably are already thinking about as I'm talking that are no longer serving you or maybe need to shift. And I've talked about in my book, Stand Up, Stand Out, Stand Strong, a 30-day guide to navigate life when the shift hits the fan. There's a whole chapter and lesson on relationships will either evolve or dissolve. And that's what I'm talking about. When we look at these relationships, we need to assess which ones are actually serving us, which ones are actually purposeful to continue, and which ones are meant to dissolve and to be released with love. And that's important to look at relationships. Now, the next piece is an environment, and it kind of connects to relationships, but environment also means you know, where, where you work, where you sleep, where you play, where you hang out, all those kinds of things, your environment will have an impact. So for me, being in Turks and Caicos, it instantly raises my vibrational frequency because there's, a natural, there's natural energy vortexes here. I love playing with those vortexes. There's, I can connect with the four elements here really easily. And there is just a natural feminine energy of the islands, which helps to foster that deep healing and inner, inner work as well, which I love to do, whether I'm working with a client or whether I'm working with myself. This is one environment that really supports me in that. Now, when I went back to Canada the last couple of times, I started to change my environment there to support me so I didn't feel such a contrast. So I planted some flowers in baskets on, uh, in, on the deck. I moved the deck around. We kind of cleared some clutter. My husband's just coming to the end of the, the bathroom renovation, so that helps. So some of the tools are going to be moved out of our, our bedroom. Those kinds of things in the environment will affect how you, you feel. So having certain clutter, certain areas of clutter, paperwork, that sort of thing will change your experience. Now, Marie Kondo is doing, I know some of you are watching Tidying Up, her show. I love her. She's such a, a beautiful, a gentle woman, and her energy is so beautiful. And I love how she blesses the house 
and greets the house. And, and what she's tuning into is the energy of the home and saying hello to the home. And what she does in transforming these spaces is she helps people reorganize, but also clear the energy and raise the vibrational frequency of their home. So a cluttered home would have denser vibrational frequency. An uncluttered home will have a higher vibrational frequency. So if there's an area of your home that you know needs some, some attention, you can watch Maria, Marie Kondo and get some ideas on how to declutter that space in your environment. Movement, number eight, is another way. So whether that's yoga or dance or karate or whatever it is you need to do to release some of that. So I know for, for anger releases, martial arts is really helpful for that. And it doesn't have to be contact. It can be like, you know, even just a kickboxing class. And sometimes even just hitting a, a punching bag, like I was saying earlier, is helpful. But dance movement or lying on the ground and just feeling your energy and then just shaking your arms and legs as, as randomly and as hard as you can and as crazy as you can, and then stopping and putting your arms and legs back down, it's, that's enough to move energy. So any kind of movement, swimming, walking, it doesn't have to be really deep, intense movement, but some people are going to be guided to that. But just know that moving your body actually helps raise your vibrational frequency because it creates some space for outlet. So when I do heart-led living yoga, my intention is to use the metaphysical aspects of the postures to help release. So in getting into the hips, we'll, we'll look at releasing anger and resentment there. We'll, we'll look at where the density is held in the body and we'll stay in those postures a little bit longer to help facilitate the release. Deep rest, number nine, deep rest. Now, deep breaths can be uh, maybe a midday nap. It could be something as that, or just having a good night's sleep. For me, I find that going to bed early is really helpful for me. So around 8 p.m., I usually head to bed. I meditate for about half hour to an hour, and then I fall asleep. It, the, the early bedtime for me is essential because I actually end up waking up around 3 or 4 every morning. And... And for me, that, that's a very creative time. I do a lot of writing and journaling and healing work. And sometimes I do um, healing circles for my community and I start working with everybody's energy at that time. So I do a lot of different stuff around that time. And for me to go to bed early is actually allows me to have that five to six hours of deep rest so that I can actually continue with my day and have the energy to sustain. And your body actually needs the rest. It, it's, it's not really... You know, you know, we can we can have those breaks in the middle of the day, but just lying on your back is is a time to integrate and to allow the spine to integrate everything that happened in the last 24 hours. So it is essential for the body to have some deep rest and for your mind and your spirit to have deep rest as well. Number 10 is intention and prayer. I do this every day. I pray every day. I have I have intentions that I set every day as well. And that's something that keeps me in, in alignment with my inner spirit and keeps me in alignment with living life by divine. So I surrender my everything every morning and I pray for guidance and ask to be shown in each moment, what would you have me do? And I, I follow the guidance moment to moment. Number 11 is living in gratitude and love alignment. And I talk about love alignment in my new book, The Evolution of the Ego, how to unwind the ego embrace your humanness and embody your divinity 
but essentially what we're what I'm talking about here is just having that attitude of gratitude, appreciation, the feeling of love. It's not just the words, it's the feeling behind the words. The feeling behind the words is what's going to raise your vibrational frequency. So we're at the end here, but I want to recap real quick. So number one is be present. Number two, nature. Number three, feel your emotions. Four is foods. Five, water. Number six is relationships. Seven is the environment. Number eight, movement. Number nine, deep rest. Ten, intention and prayer. And 11 is gratitude and love alignment. So as you're going through, one or two are going to jump out at you. Take those ones, bring them home, integrate them, use them. And don't just listen. Take something from this and start to activate it in your life so that you can start to raise your vibrational frequency. Become aware of where you are. There's a, often a default setting, and a lot of times our default setting is low. So we might feel like we get into this gratitude and love alignment. We feel really good, and all of a sudden we find ourselves back in this lower frequency. It's probably because your set point is low. So there's ways you can actually slowly increase your set point. To, to take a quantum leap is not really sustainable for most people. So if you can slowly increase your set point and your vibrational frequency, then you'll slowly start to move up and feel more in alignment with love and more in alignment with the divine and allow that beautiful force to work through you. The more you clear that channel, the more you can experience the miracles that come from you living life by divine. I want to thank you all for listening and for tuning in and for joining me each week. I look forward to sharing my heart with you um, next week. And in the meantime, Come and find me on heartledliving.com. I would love to hear from you. And I will include this list on my blog as well. So you'll be able to use this list to slowly begin to raise your vibrational frequency and live in love alignment so that you can live your beautiful life by divine. I love you. I appreciate you. I'm so grateful for you. I love you until next week. Namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.